Welcome to the launch of the UK Independent Music Podcast. Over the next few weeks, this series will be looking at the best emerging and independent talent, showcasing lots of bands and songwriters. We will also be discussing the effect lockdown has had on the independent music scene, with many bands, artists and venues having to think outside the box to connect with their audience. Join us as we go on a journey of music and join the discussion. Hello and welcome to our first show. Thank you for listening to our podcast. My name's Dan and we have some great tracks and discussions for you today. We will have tracks from Tino Kane, Villavets, Wheel and George Hughes. This week we'll also discuss our first gigs, new music we've been listening to and talk about lockdown for bands. Before we get started I think it's best if we all introduce ourselves so let's start with Lewis. Welcome to the podcast Lewis. Hello podcast world I'm Lewis, massive music fan, that's why we're all here. I've got an eclectic taste in music dating back to some soul, Motown, dance music, but usually all roads lead to guitar, whether that's small independent indie bands or the huge bands of the past and the present that we all love. I'm sure we'll go on to talk about most of them throughout the course of this series. And in terms of gigs, it's exactly the same if it's small, sweaty, You've got sweat dripping off you in a tiny venue. Or if you're at one of the biggest festivals on the planet with your arms around your mates on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday night, swigging pints, I'm there or I want to be there. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll get on to later some of our favourite gigs, some of our first gigs, but we're here to discuss... All avenues of music. Thank you for that introduction, Lewis. What about you, James? Can you tell us a bit about you. Well, the hell do I follow that up? Um, well, I'm very much like <laughs> very much like Duckers. I'm a I'm the standard Manchester indie kid, you know, raised wearing Adidas classics and. Uh, jeans with rips in and all the rest of it but no going down to gigs you know ever since I was uh since I was old enough to be allowed out and uh, you know nipping down little local venues around Manchester and stuff and uh getting a bit sweaty and full of beer and uh just live for the atmosphere of, of going to gigs like same with duckers like you know into kind of stuff like Oasis and, and that kind of stuff also getting into kind of unknown unsigned stuff like you can go to a gig and you know you'd be going to see maybe a main actor who might have been like front page of enemy, but then you'll see some little support acts who you think, wow, you'll just hear a tune. And you think, Jesus, what is that? That's, that's mint. And then like, you know, sort of music where it sticks in your mind, but then that band might still not make it. But in your head, you're thinking like that is still to this day, like, you know, at the age of 30 something, we're not going to go into that. Um, you know, you kind of, that kind of music sort of, you know, it, it sort of sticks in your mind. I mean, I do like a bit of other stuff as well, a bit, a bit of Motown and all that kind of stuff. But for me, yeah, indie all the way. And 
like you know, like Duckers has said, it's kind of we're here to kind of support little local, you know, on on sort of ta- talent that you know that we're all sort of been passionate about ever since we've kind of been old enough to go to gigs and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, there we go. Well, my name's Dan. I'm quite open when it comes to my music taste. I've got a varied taste, really. So, my favourite bands are Bauer, Three Doors Down, I like Travis, and then there's some upcoming bands. I like, in particular, one called Fuzzy Sun. I think they've got some great tracks, and they're a little bit out of Blossoms, which too are a great band. What I love about music is that you can play you can play it to zone out, you can play it with your friends, your family, and whenever you're playing or wherever you go, you're always coming across new tracks that you enjoy and you want to find out more about that band or recording artist. Our first track is from Manchester-based singer-songwriter Tino Kane. He has been pressing his fans and critics alike since the release of his single Don't Hide in 2019. The track featured none other than Twisted Wheel's Johnny Brown. The title of this next track is Time Would See Me Right.
So one of the aims of this podcast is to promote and talk about new bands and recording artists. So what we're going to do every podcast, the three of us are going to mention any bands or, or tracks that we've heard and we want to give a big shout out to them. So Lewis, do you want to start us off? So new music I've been listening to, there's a band from Doncaster called The Out Charms and I must admit they came on a recommendation from our man James. But they've got this track and it's called Can You Keep Up With The Act? And it's so early, Arctic Monkeys. I mean, like I say, they're from Donny and obviously the Arctic's from Sheffield, but it's like Alex Turner circa 06. Unbelievable tune. Um, and it's almost like the verses are, are very similar to Brainstorm, that real naughty, dirty Arctic's vibe on it and it's a brilliant record they've got about 12 tracks up on apple music so i got stuck into the rest of them and there's some really good tunes on there check them out the out charms second up is a band called the scuttlers who hopefully we're going to talk about again later in this series and they're from middleton so it's our neck of the woods and they've done a track called leaders of the lost generation and again brilliant tune I love the na-na-na at the end. It's almost like Oasis, all around the world vibes. Brilliant track. And then thirdly, I'd like to mention Richard Archer, who 15 years ago now released The Stars of CCTV with Hardfly, one of the best debut albums of the noughties for me, right up there. And Hardfly were around for maybe five, six, seven years. And then they just disappeared off the face of the earth, never to be seen again until now. Richard Archer is back, and he's back with a small project, and it's called Off World. So he's teamed up with, I think it was the bass player from Amy Winehouse's band, the drummer from Joe Strummer's band, 
Not the clash when he was solo, though, I must admit. And then a singer from the States, from Philadelphia, a soul singer. And on their last record, Hard Fi, did a song called Fire in the House. And it always struck me how Richard Archer's voice and the voice of the backing singer blended perfectly. And I always thought they should have done maybe a little bit more of that. Well, this, they've done this project, they've done a, an EP. And I think there's three or four songs on there. But this is like a continuation of that. Their voices blend perfectly. And there's some old hard fire elements in there. Very sort of street sound. Very very present sound though as well. It's tackling a lot of issues. The lead single was called Brave To Be Alive. And you think about what's gone down in the world in the last three, four, five months. It's apt. And it's so good to have Richard Archer back making music. Over the past week, while I've been off, I've been listening to quite a few new bands and artists. There are some great tracks out there, and the three bands I'm going to talk about to that mention today are The Delights, Springfield, and a young lad called George Hughes. The Delights are a Manchester band who, found, who sound a bit like Fuzzy Sun and The Blossoms. Their music is a blend of dream pop with hints of classic indie rock. My favourite track of theirs is Loverboy. Springfield are an alternative rock band from the Lake District and the, fir- and the first song I heard from their- of theirs was-, was called Licorice, which I think is a great summer track. And the last one, I was- the last one I'm going to talk about is a young lad called George Hughes, the 18-year-old from Leeds, only- only- has only just started out during lockdown. He sent me his track last week titled Will, will I Ever Love Again? and I think it's brilliant. We will play that track later on. I was uh, listening to the Out Charms, obviously, give that recommendation to, to Duckers. I, I, I think they're phenomenal as well. Um, but then, like, sort of other sort of bands I've now that I've had, that I've been listening to this week is uh, one called The Crooks. Uh, one particular song I really liked was uh, called In Time. It's very much kind of, um, it's quite a big sound, really. Uh, sort of does have sort of little elements of, you can almost hear kind of Oasis kind of influences in there, but it's just a, it's got a really good sort of, Sort of good beat to it and stuff, and like got nice sort of guitars over the top of it and everything. It just has a just has a really good sound to it. Um, another band I've kind of been listening to, which are kind of it's, they're, they're quite they're quite big, well not not huge. Uh, they're called the the Snuts, and uh, one of the songs I was listening to is uh, maybe California. It's kind of like kind of almost sort of Beach Boysy kind of vibe, kind of very kind of happy, kind of good for the summer. Not so much at the minute with the, the weather we're having, but like you know, I can imagine. Nice sunny day, uh, sat in the garden or hopefully on a beach at some point. You know, it'd be the kind of tune you'd like to have. You know, stay with a maybe a pina colada while you sat around the pool, maybe. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I love some of the be- early Beach Boys stuff. I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, another band I mean, this is uh, the Royston Club. Uh, one of the songs he's like built, can't believe it or not. And uh, it's quite a warm sound, kind of, kind of. The kind of indie I was kind of brought up on, really. Um, it's good, good tunes, really. Yeah, I've, I've, I really write them. But yeah, that's that's kind of my my kind of yeah. That's that's my vibe this week, basically. Yeah, yeah. Our next track is from a band called the Levettes. The Levettes are a four-piece indie rock band formed in the northwest of Cumbria back in 2018, inspired and influenced by artists such as Echo and the Bunnymen. The Cure, Blossoms and the Kooks. This is Can't You See by the Levettes. Can't you see? 
Chester's band's well, okay, Sabbath's finest. Twisted Wheel. Named after the iconic club in Manchester, the club where 60s legends, the Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, all played while playing their trade on the way up. It was an apt name for a band that were sort of starting out on an underground journey via MySpace blogs, maybe 12 months after the back of Arctic Monkeys being one of the very first bands to do that. Uh, underground demos, lots of noise. I remember lots of noise around this band. And we, the three of us, me, Dan, James, first went to see him, maybe late 2007. Can't remember. I cannot remember the venue. Uh, maybe one of them two will be able to help me out on that. But... We went to see him, yeah, maybe about late 2007, early early 2008. And we had this demo. And it had almost, like, I, think, I think it was like a black vinyl. Uh, um, I can't quite picture it. 
I remember we we all loved it anyway. This demo, um, and I, I reckon I've still got it somewhere. And we went to see them, and if you think about some of the tunes they had off that first album, You Stole the Sun, Lucy the Castle, You Dirty Rock and Roller, Bouncing Bomb, Strife. That, that album was, it was almost like an instant classic, and it was up there for me at the time. You know, if you look back now and dissect it, Arctic Monkeys... We're an amazing band, and that, f- I mean, well, that first album for me, it's one of my favourite ever, but Twisted Wheels' debut album wasn't that far away from it. When you look at it and you compare it track for track, it wasn't actually that far away from it. And I then went on to see them at Heaton Park, where Oasis rolled into town, 70,000 people over well, each night over three nights. And the first night, the generator blew. And I remember they had the Bank of Oasis, or was it the Bank of Burnage, um, 50 pound notes produced, didn't they, for the, for the refund. So I'm sure there's still a few of them floating around somewhere. But that night, the bill was Oasis, Kasabian, The Enemy, and Twisted Wheel playing to the largest gathering of people in Heaton Park since 1982 when 100,000 people turned up for the Pope. So that's not bad company to be in. They went on to support Paul Weller many times, including a duet at Silverstone of That's Entertainment. And they believed, I think it was the second album they went over to LA to record. And I think it was with Dave Sardi who'd produced Oasis. Although if I am wrong on that, then someone better tell me. But, you know, the band were really on the cusp of amazing things and they they achieved amazing things. You know, you think about that, it was a two-year period. You know, they went from MySpace to Heaton Park, 70,000 people in two years. And then the second album came... And unfortunately, it didn't do commercially quite as well as the debut album. Um, And the band lost a little bit of steam. And eventually, I think it was maybe about three or four years later, they disbanded. And they became dark times. And especially for Johnny Brown, he's, he's had some amazing highs early in his career. And, you know, he'd... um. He'd tell you himself, and I've heard in many interviews, he, he had some incredible lows as well that followed. And then maybe about three years ago, 2017, I think the wheels were getting... The wheels. <laughs> I think the wheels were getting in motion again for the comeback. And again, almost sort of underground via Twitter. I think he was doing some pop-up acoustic gigs here and there. And we first went to see him, Johnny Brown, at, at the um, Band on the Wall. It was, a, yeah, it was a Band on the Wall, and I think it was about December time, 2017, I think. And he did a... I remember him doing, like, Bouncing Bomb and uh, all the old classics acoustic. And the crowd was really infectious and right behind him. And he went off for like an interval and came back out with a couple of lads. They weren't the original lineup, but 
under the banner of Twisted Wheel and they played a load of new songs and they were they were absolutely fantastic you know and that really set the motion of the comeback fast forward to February this year and I bumped into Johnny in the foyer of the Asago Forum in Milan and that's where the headline at the top of this feature came from two years ago I was homeless now I'm on tour with Liam Gallagher and that's where they were they were supporting Liam Gallagher I think it was February the 16th in Milan Asago Forum sold out Liam's in the middle of his European tour Twisted Wheel had a support act for every night taking in cities such as Munich Amsterdam Paris back in the big time and they were just about to release the first album and the first music in a number of years. I think it was seven, but again, correct me if I'm wrong on that. And, you know, the comeback was complete because that night in Milan, there were a load of Brits there. I remember talking to people from Preston, Yorkshire, a couple of Cockneys, all the Italians were behind this band because they remember them from 2009 because the infamous night in Paris the night that Oasis split up they didn't even get out on stage that night Twisted Wheel did but Oasis didn't the very next night they were supposed to go out to Milan so a lot of Italians had tickets obviously to see Oasis but they remember this small name at the bottom of the ticket one of the support acts Twisted Wheel and it stuck with them I remember I remember um, watching them that night and the, the buzz in the room there were people behind me talking and they were like Twisted Wheel Twisted Wheel 2009 Oasis and it was just it was amazing the atmosphere was dynamite it was electric there was such a feeling of love in that room and I remember sort of in the days after a couple of the a couple of the guys from the band on social media were like, that was the gig of our lives. It was just something else, it really was. And then, fast forward a few weeks, album release, and I think it was like the second week of lockdown, so the timing, you know, it couldn't have been much worse really, could it, when you're trying to get out and build a little bit of publicity around the album. I'm sure they had a cancelled TV appearance on Soccer AM, which obviously would have really, you know, gained some gained some followers that have maybe forgotten about them uh, all those years ago. So they've had to do it the hard way again, and this band have always had to do it the hard way. And you know something? I really, really admire the fact that they stuck with the guns, they know that they invested a lot of love and a lot of time into making this album, and that it was theirs and they wanted to get it out there. These bigger artists who have rescheduled album release dates during lockdown, maybe put out an extra single and said, oh, we'll, we'll do the album in three months. Twisted wheel stuck to the guns and you've got to admire them for that. It shows balls and it was a tough thing to do really when you think they weren't going to get that much publicity during album release week but for those first few weeks of lockdown 
everybody was obviously self-contained at home, unfortunately, if you'd been furloughed or working from home. And I remember like the Saturday nights and you couldn't really do anything at all. And sat in the kitchen a few beers deep and just throwing myself into that album was one of the pleasures that I got from the first few weeks of lockdown. Nomad hat, straight out the traps, instant, in your face, rock and roll. What a tune and what an opener to an album and a mission statement. It's instant, it grabs you. DNA, heart-wrenching lyrics. A real... A real story and, you know, a lot, of a lot of emotion in that song. And then the second half of the album where things got maybe a little bit more experimental, satisfying the ritual, the great title for an album, by the way, but the title track, almost a little bit hip-hop, delving into little, little snippets of 90s hip-hop layers on there. And then the final track, which was almost like, that was something that I'd never seen from Twisted Wheel. It was called Show Me. And it had this beautiful piano outro. And there was almost snippets of Cohen meets Bowie in there and a tenderness and very much a song that felt like it was it was looking back at what had been and what could still happen and, and how far maybe someone had come on the journey. And it was a beautiful, beautiful song to, and an unexpected song to close the album. So, Twisted Wheel, Saddleworth's Finest. If you haven't already, stream the album, download the album, buy the album. Just make sure you listen to it and support one of Manchester's finest bands of the last 12 years that maybe haven't received the credit universally that they deserve. Twisted Wheel. If you would like to be featured on the podcast, with your tracks or an interview, please contact us at independentukpodcast at gmail.com. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about our first gigs. Between the three of us, we've, got, we've been to quite a few gigs, and we're going to talk about our favourite ones and our first gig. My first gig was when I was 18. We went to watch a band play called Bower. I think it was at Academy Unsigned. I remember finding them on MySpace and showing my lads a song called Connected, which if you haven't heard it, you should. It's on Spotify. I've seen some great gigs, and small ones especially, like with Fuzzy Sun in the Soup Kitchen. And at the Manchester Arena, I've seen bands like Razorlight and Metallica play. Metallica was phenomenal and a great experience. Small gigs, I find, are the best though, because I think they've got a better atmosphere and they're more enjoyable. For example, six years ago, I think around that time, I went to watch Fuzzy play at one of the small academies. And Chris Jericho was a huge wrestling star. He lead singer. And I just felt the, the, the atmosphere coming off him with the, the crowd was phenomenal. So what about you two? What were your first gigs? Well, my actual 
first gig um, was uh, would have been Embrace at the uh, at the Manchester Apollo in uh, I think it was February two thousand and five. Um, for me, it was kind of it was like a real sort of you know baptism of kind of beer and sweat. It was you know madness really, kind of not like the most sort of heavy going band kind of thing. But for me, like I it was part of their sort of out of nothing tour and like I kind of. I don't know. It was that thing of when you still when you first sort of walk into a venue. It's kind of you have that sort of sort of sense of stale beer and kind of like tension, and then you start hearing them tuning up, and you hear like the you can hear the bass and stuff, and you know like, and then you just sort of taken with it, and then obviously support acts come on, and like it's that that thing of that taste of like beer and the music, and kind of you, you get taken in by it. And obviously at the time I was very young, and you, you're there at the front and yeah, you just sort of it's just something about that being in being in a venue like that. And then I think not long after that, I think my second gig would have been um Feeder at the same venue, the Apollo again. Like I'd been listening to Feeder for years before before then and kind of same same kind of thing, but obviously I'd got the drill a bit more by by then and kind of yeah. And then I'm moving on from there. It was kind of a lot of the gigs then was spent mainly kind of Manchester Academy away and I think I think I went to see a band called uh, Morning Runner at the uh, the Roadhouse. That was my first taste of a real tiny little venue. Like it's not there anymore now. It's on uh, on Newton Street in uh, the back of Piccadilly. Um, and kind of yeah, sort of moving in between sort of venues of like that and the Night and Day Cafe, Academy One, Academy Two, Academy Three, and then eventually what became um, like the Club Academy underneath. Um, so kind of move between like bands like went to see a band called the others quite quite a few times they were quite a sort of dirty punk kind of sound they were very much kind of like uh like sort of yeah very sort of punky and the other they had a band called the unstrung supporting them once and they never really made it but they were kind of in that form of like the libertines and and that kind of thing and like very much kind of proper cockney kind of indie rock um and then obviously moving on went into sort of watching big gigs like Oasis um, at the uh, City of Manchester Stadium in, in 2005 as well. Um, so it's quite a big year. That, that year, 2005, was like a real baptism of beer and music and kind of got me hooked, really, you know. Um, it's, and to this day, there's still nothing better than going into a into a gig venue. And when, you, when you're into a band and, you know, it, it's not even, sometimes it's not even about the main act, it's about the support acts and finding new stuff and, you know, getting that that real sort of passion for the, for the music. But yeah, what about you, Duckers? So my first gig was way back in 2002. I was still in school. And it was the mighty Richard Ashcroft supporting the mighty at Oasis. And I remember getting the Met into town with my cousin and his mate and getting off and just walking around near Old Trafford Cricket Club, around like the Matt Busby Way. And the first thing that hit me was the sheer size of the stage. And I was like, yes, this is where I want to be, in front of a stage like that, listening to bands play great tunes. And I remember Richard Ashcroft was probably... Second album, not long split up, second solo album, sorry. Not long split up with the Verve. 
and he played a stormer of a set, really good set, and what a reception he got just as a sport artist, you know. And Oasis came out, who was still playing Hello, which is one of the really underrated tunes off What's the Story Morning Glory for me. So it was a really sort of nice time to see him because they had all the classics, obviously, off the first two albums, but stuff that later got shelved in the live set from Be Here Now, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, and, of course, they were on the Heathen Chemistry Tour. That was sort of still around, so them little gems like Hello and like Stand By Me off Be Here Now and things like that. So it was a really strong set, brilliant, and I just remember seeing Liam on that stage and thinking, yes, that is a bit of me right there. And that's set a precedent for every gig I've ever been to since. And I was lucky enough to, to go back to Old Trafford Cricket Club uh, 2018 and see Richard Ashcroft support Liam. So all those years later, it was almost like a repeat of my first gig. So it was a nice experience. The next track on our podcast is by a young 18-year-old lad called George Hughes and it's called Will I Ever Love Again? Too easy, too early for my own good I didn't know where to stand and I don't know where I stood Your friends were telling me things, were they just lies? to do so I read between those lines an easy mistake to make a misconception you clearly wasn't ready not time to perfection will I ever love again Bands and recording artists have been limited to what they can do without gigs. But I've seen some great lockdown specials on social media. The Blossoms have done some amazing videos on YouTube. And Fuzzy Sun even created a music video and asked fans to submit clips in which my five-month-old son is in. 
There's also been some great special festivals take place on YouTube and Twitter, and I think the creativity of bands and people behind putting this together has been amazing. What have you guys seen for this lockdown? There's a, there's a band I know of called uh, called The Notion. Um, guy called Cal McComb that I know quite well. He uh, he's been he's been doing a few few sort of Friday night sets um, on his Instagram on uh, sort of in his in his back garden. That's you know kind of acoustic stuff and uh, a few covers, a few of his own his own sort of songs as well. It's been uh, it's been good to see. It's been it's been it's a good way of sort of lifting people's sort of spirits. You know, if you think. Friday night normally you'd get to the point where you're like right that's it working week's done let's, let's get down the pub you know or down some gig menus or whatever and obviously you can't do that but like if there's anything during these you know unprecedented call them dark if you want times um it's been good to see bands like you know that that we that we know and, and to some extent there's bands that they'd always be there on um sort of Spotify and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. But it's almost like during these times, like where they would normally play to maybe a hundred, two hundred people max at a gig. Now potentially they're like sort of gig venues and now infinite, you know, they could there could be more than that listening, you know, it, it, it's it's um it's it's been quite a good thing to some extent because it has given people that, that opportunity and like if people are saying, Oh well I'm listening to these and sharing it and and, and that kind of thing, then that's that's good as well. But it, it does sort of bring people together, even though they're sort of far apart. But, you know, it's nice to just be able to kind of still maintain that kind of um, sort of life of live music and being social and, you know, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's a, it's a very social outlet being into into this kind of music. But, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's the notion. They're really good, obviously, Um as well known as they are, like the, I know that Liam Frey, the Cortinas, has been been doing a few bits on on Friday nights as well. Um, but yeah, they're they're the main ones I've been I've been kind of sort of listening to. But yeah, but what about yourself, Dockers? Yeah, so I've seen the Blossom stuff on YouTube, and they did a duet with Liam Frey and one with Miles Kane, and they were great, really good. And also, the Blossoms did a cover of Paperback Writer. But I'm going to talk about two that have stood out for me, that I've seen on social media since lockdown. And that's Elbow. They've been doing this thing called Elbow Rooms. And I think it's most Fridays they've been putting a weekly segment out since lockdown. And the way they're doing it is, it's almost like they're on a Zoom call. You can see them all in their individual houses. see guys singing and, and the band recording their bits. But it's so smooth. They could be on stage at the Apollo. And there was one track that they did, and it's called Great Expectations. And I think it was on the second album, Leaders of the Free World, around 2005. And that track has become a cult track for Elbow. And it was about a marriage on the last bus home. And we all know that Guy Garvey is a northern poet Lord A. So I'm just going to read you a segment of the lyrics. A call girl with yesterday's eyes was our witness and priest. Stockport Supporters Club kindly lent us our choir. Your vow was your smile as we moved down the aisle on the last bus home. And that bus is a 135 that runs from Bury to Manchester. So for us, you know, it's, it's very sort of local and you can relate to it. 
and then late night bus journeys home from Manchester. So that stuck with me. The second one that I'm going to talk about is Oasis's second drummer, Alan White. And let's have it right, Oasis's best drummer, Alan White. So he joined on the What's the Story Morning Glory album and he stuck around for about eight years. And since leaving the band in 2004, he's just never been seen since. And since lockdown, he's created an Instagram account and he's got himself on that drum kit, drumming away to all the Stone Cold classics that he played on. And he's a dynamite drummer. So he's been putting snippets up of Don't Back in Anger, Wonderwall, some might say. So check him out. Alan White on YouTube, on, sorry, not on YouTube, on Instagram. Lockdown has had a massive effect on venues around the United Kingdom, including Band of the Wall in Manchester, which is a not-for-profit venue. They're seeking any donations they can get. Hashtag Save Our Venues is trying to let people know what venues need help and how you can donate. Give it a search and see if you can help. So the track we're ending of the podcast on is a band called Wheel. Wheel was formed in 2015 and after several years of writing and recording and gigging, they went away to emerge again in 2019. They're now back with a song called Summertime and it's their new single and it's a belter. Thank you for listening to the Independent UK Music Podcast and we will be back here in two weeks. Stay safe. Smile.